Single Tracks is psyched that Jameis Spikes has come on as a supporter of the podcast and is also a supporter of the website. Jameis has been designing and building quality bikes since 1979, and they were among the first to produce mountain bikes beginning in 1982. The brand has brought the world some iconic and award-winning mountain bikes over the past 40 or so years, and the Dragon has been the soul of the brand for decades. Introduced in 1993, the Jameis Dragon Hardtail delivers the feel that only comes with high-quality steel, and it's done so for nearly 30 years running. The newer Jameis Portal and Hardline full-suspension bikes feature the innovative and race-proven 3VO suspension platform, built into both carbon and aluminum frame options. You can check out this year's all-new Dragon and 3VO bikes, along with the entire lineup of Jameis high-performance mountain bikes at JameisBikes.com. That's JameisBikes.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Jeff, and today my guests are Ari Russo and Jeremiah Bishop. Ari is the co-founder and CEO of Love Trails, an online and mobile platform helping groups raise funds for trail building and maintenance. Thanks for joining us, Ari. Thanks for the invite. And of course, you all know Jeremiah Bishop. He's a professional cyclist with countless major wins in short track, marathon, and ultra endurance racing. And he's also a leading advocate for cycling. Thanks for joining us, Jeremiah. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Well, I want to start by asking you, Ari, a little bit about your background. How did Love Trails come about? You know, being a mountain biker all my life, not as, uh, not as good as Jeremiah, obviously. <laughs> no one is, to be, to be fair, but. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw uh, volunteer groups, um, always asking for money and they always need money, you know, to maintain the trails that we ride. And we came up with an idea to make it really easy for people to make donations and therefore the mobile app. And uh, yeah, that it was it was born from the need to to get people to contribute somehow. We we felt that uh, we saw through um, some of our uh, research that more than ninety six percent of people never contribute anything to a trail, whether it's funding, whether it's a donation, whether it's work. Um, so maybe it's a it's a easy target it looks like an easy target but there are reasons why people don't care and we try and work around those well i think it's interesting, interesting point but it's it's actually not that people don't care it's guys like me who are really busy and we're at breck epic all racing and we're having fun and we're busy we're trying to fix our bike we're doing the next stage <laughs> and you pack your bike you get home there's laundry everywhere you know, your kids are screaming, you want to spend some time with your kids. And then before you know it, you've answered your emails, you've done a bunch of cleanup, and then it's time to go to the next race. Right. It's just a matter of, okay, well, in order to find out who maintained the trails in Breck, you know, you had to like ask someone or you mm -hmm. had to look at a website and then you're not right. sure which group actually maintains the trails you were racing on. So by the time you get around to it, it's two weeks later, you're like licking an envelope, looking for a pen. <laughs> it yeah. might happen. It might right. happen. I, and I think that the thing about Love Trails is it's easy. Mm -hmm. Is it really is a greater capture. And so, you know, when you look at the simplicity and, and a lot of this sort of, you know, the idea bulb that went off, uh, it was 
very much about making it simple and easy to donate. You know, I think with Ari's background with mobile potential um, and, you know, his intimate understanding of the technical side of it, uh, it was just a cool solution. You know, when we look at, um, you know, how the thing came about in South Africa, most of the trails are on private property. You have to have an envelope, you pull an envelope out, you know, you kind of put, you ask your buddy for 25 cents, you know, so you can get your correcting out and you put it in the box and then right. you go over this custom gate where you can ride over and then you ride for an hour or two on some awesome trails through a vineyard. Then you get to another gate, then you pull out some more money. Oh, geez. And, and so this, this original sort of conundrum that Ari solved mm-hmm. with his app was really interesting and you know i remember meeting him at cape epic and we were uh just sitting at this uh cafe this uh the the um yeah it was a place called the ride in and yeah right in that yeah we were talking about it and he was like do you think there's there'd be a good use for this in the u.s and i was like well i mean not for that intended purpose but Mm -hmm. it would actually be twice as much potential and just creating an easy way for folks to donate. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Everybody rides with their phone now. Mm-hmm. You know, you scan a QR code. Or in my case, I just link it up to Strava. Mm-hmm. And with a link up to Strava, you can donate 50 cents a mile or 25 cents a mile. And with the geofenced trail areas, it selects the trail crew or company um, that does the trail maintenance or organization mm-hmm. that does the trail maintenance. and you know, allows them to get some cash that they otherwise would probably miss. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think it's really fun, really interesting. And, uh, you know, obviously having been on a number of trail crews and, you know, trying to get everyone to chip in, it's difficult to do, but this hopefully will help more people get involved. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that pain. I remember years ago going out to California and I wanted to ride Camp Tamarancho, which is like a Boy Scout camp on Mount Tam there in Marin. And, you know, we rolled up to the trailhead and didn't realize you needed to buy like some kind of little pass like you're talking about. And we didn't have money. We had no cash with us. And we had like already ridden up to the trailhead and it was like, you got to drive back into town and go to the bike shop and do this and that. And so that was like a ride that I didn't end up taking because it was just impossible to actually give the money. And then I also think about like one of the local trails here, um, like a number of places, I'm sure there's, you know, a donation box and, you know, it'll be like, suggested donation, a dollar a ride or something, you know, which is, that's very reasonable. But I also remember just being at some of these places and being like, shoot, you know, if I even have cash, like I have a 20 and I'm like, eh, yeah. maybe next time. Right. Like, and <laughs> a couple of rides. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So it makes, makes perfect sense for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I've helped through IMBA and through other organizations raise thousands of dollars for trail projects and, you know, but to be honest, the last time I rode in Yonkershire Preserve, I didn't have any money because I'm not, I don't carry cash in my pocket. I was like, right. Nobody, nobody does. I'm, I'm jumping the gate. I'm not paying today. I'll pay twice tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is crap. I can't go, I'm not going to go all the way back down the mountain. Yeah. Go try to find, you know, change. And it was just, you know, one of those things, one of those things. And we like to just, you know, think of it as a problem solver. It's really just clever, quick. Yeah. Get uh, confirmation if you'd like to donate with the Strava link or not. So you get to sort of screen those activities. Yeah. And yeah, 
we get the trail crews and and trail builders focused on what they do best. And it's not chasing down people. It's building. It's right. creating. It's facilitating and, and ultimately doing the, the, the good work on the ground. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like you said, I mean, we want to do the right thing. And just sometimes it's not easy to do the right thing. And so sounds like these solutions help there. So tell us, Ari, what does the Love Trails app do? How do people use it and, and how do they contribute? We've really created two different ways to donate. The one is the obvious one was the first we started with, the first version mm-hmm. is the mobile app. Okay. So it's Love Trails. Uh, you go to the app stores, you're free, you download it. And once you register, of course, you have to register because you have to do a payment on the app. Mm-hmm. It's, it shows you always the access your geolocation of your phone. Mm-hmm. It links you directly with the nearest three trails or trail venues. We call it venues. It's basically a park or a bike park or a mm-hmm. entrance to a big uh, trail network. Mm-hmm. And we tell you ex- exactly who is responsible for those trails. And we list only the individual trails that are maintained by those groups. Okay. So if you go to any other trail app, you will find thousands of trails, but you never know by whom it's... I mean, some of those are listed, but they're not maintained by a volunteer group. Okay. So now you know that all the groups on that app are legitimate. They've bought in, they've signed up, they get the money directly mm-hmm. through the app, and we only list their trails that they work on. Okay. So that was the first version of that. So through your geolocation, you always know on which trails you are. Mm-hmm. Then the second phase of the rollout was what we now call trail care, which is a, we call it a trail care tool, uh, which is basically you sign up, your link, you go on a website, you go to trail.care. Um, it takes you through five easy steps. It's really mm-hmm. you link your Strava account to that page. Mm-hmm. You link a debit or credit card. You tick a box which says, yes, you want to be considered for donations. Mm-hmm. And you provide an email. So then you decide how much you want to d- donate per mile. Mm-hmm. So the average at the moment is about 25 cents a mile okay. countrywide. Uh, but some people, we've got guys who are really generous that uh, contribute like $5 per mile. Oh, wow. So, the, you know, so it, it differs. And then there are others that uh, contribute less. But that's as easy as that. So every time you ride, uh, once you've signed up, Every time you ride on a trail that happens to be maintained by a group that lists with us, you will find a notification, a nudge in an email to that email that you've signed up with. It says you've done three miles today on trail maintained by this and this group. Uh, you've pledged 50 cents per mile. So it's $1.50. Do you want to approve this donation? Mm-hmm. So it's as easy as that, or you ignore it. Mm-hmm. And so you never have to think again about who's maintaining it. You never have to worry about giving money to somebody who's not even maintaining those trails. Right. And, and you've got a very direct link to that group. The group, on the other hand, have all the access in terms of they can communicate with you. They know who their donors are. Oh, right. They even can see what segments they ride on their trails, mm-hmm. all thanks to the Strava data that we can mine. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool on the back end because if you have a lot of use on certain days, 
then that's useful information for a bike park or for a private trail location. And then also you can take a look at popularity of certain trails. And then, you know, that, that kind of really is new information. I think one of the other things that's super intriguing is that, you know, it's a great way for sponsors to reach their ridership. Mm -hmm. And, And what I mean by this is like, you know, the bike rack brewing or, the um, cognitive MTB or, you know, some of these sort of uh, trail lifestyle companies or bike shop Mm -hmm. can say, Hey, here's a $10 gift certificate. If you've donated via love trails to this group and you have the opportunity to either win rewards or receive discounts. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just is a, a cool social way for people to, get more donations and, and get the uh, excitement from partners. And yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to donate for a chance to win a bike or, or something like that. That's also kind of fun too. Yeah. I mean, to me that that's the killer app is connecting my Strava account. You know, I, I did that uh, maybe a year ago or so. And yeah, it's cool when you go for a ride and you totally forget about it, but then you get back home and there's like an, an email that says, Hey, do you want to donate, you know, $4 to, MTB in Atlanta. And it's like, yeah, I would have forgotten about that without the, you know, it's so easy. You just click a button and yeah, your money goes. Yeah. I love it. It's a total no Yeah. It's a real, real easy way to donate. Yeah. And, and it's also a small amount, you know, so you don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like somebody coming to ask you for a $200 check at the end of the year. <laughs> right. I mean, I just, before this, um, this podcast, I just went through my own personal, um, donation page and I, I was shocked to see how much money I'm actually spending on the trails. <laughs> no, through <laughs> right. 25 cents here and yeah. uh, $1.50 there. And if you count it, I mean, it, it becomes quite a substantial amount that I donate that I've never done before mm-hmm. or I've done it to a specific local group that I like. It's my, my local group. So I support them, right. but I find myself now donating widespread, you know, everywhere I go. Even if I just hike, I don't even ride my bike. Oh, yeah. By being on the trail, I always get that nudge. Yeah, that's cool. And and you're also paying as you go, right? You're paying as you use it. So if you do ride a certain trail a lot, yeah. you know, you should pitch in more for that trail or that group that maintains it. That's right. And and I love how you mentioned too, like that it works wherever you go. So, you know, a lot of us we are focused on donating locally to our clubs, but then course we love traveling to places like sedona or you know just places all over the country all over the world to ride bikes and we don't always give back we think oh well like i ate out in the restaurants and i you know stayed in the hotels that's how i was contributing back but this gives you a way to like directly give to the trail clubs um, that are involved there plus when you see good trail work it is so worth it you know it's just amazing like when you are riding awesome trails, sweet berms, really good maintained drainages. And just, you know, when it's running tight, it's just so amazing. And it's really feels good to give back a few bucks, you know, especially Mm -hmm. as a bike racer, you know, you're traveling, you come, you go. Mm -hmm. This is not practical. I'd love to show up to a Tuesday night trail work in Breckenridge, but I have yet done it, though I've talked about it so many times. Yeah. So least we can do is leave a few bucks and uh, help them do the good work that they do and you know my town is a pretty big tourist 
destination for cycling, mm-hmm. Harrisonburg, cycling capital of Virginia, close to a thousand miles of single track. Oh, wow. It is really, really tough to maintain that much trail. Yeah, I bet. The uh, bike parks, you know, they've got a dedicated crew, Mass Nutton and Bryce Resort, but the backcountry stuff is all up to us, Shenandoah Valley Bicycle Coalition. And it's a monster effort. It's a real tough effort. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it and a lot of early mornings, a lot of, uh, you know, bruised hands, cut toes, you know, and, and yeah, I think people that come from out of town, they really appreciate the work. They see the jumps, they see the uh, sick berms and uh, a lot of the trails that we put in recently, you know, wouldn't have taken place without outside donations. People coming down 81, people from Northern Virginia, D.C., Toronto, even um, coming to the area to ride during the winter. And uh, yeah, it's starting to, you're starting to actually see more and better trail, you know, because they're starting to actually get funding to to do a lot of these projects. Yeah. Yeah. We also like to market it as a, you know, as a, you just leave a tip after your ride. Mm. You know, I mean, you leave a tip when you go to the restaurant, you leave a tip everywhere you go. Right. Um, this is just an easy way to leave a tip for, for the local guys who've done a great job. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, we don't even know their names, you know, and, and they feel good to see this this money coming in as well. There's appreciation, mm-hmm. and especially like a place like Bendenville, where they, it's the same as uh, in Harrisonburg, you know, people, a lot of outsiders coming into, out of state to ride now. And they had a, they had a question, how can we reach those people? How do we know who it is? How can mm-hmm. we reach them? And how can we get some money from them, you know, in terms yeah. of just the small donations? And this is right. the perfect way. This is the perfect solution to know those people, first of mm-hmm. all, because you have all the information about them once they, they sign up their Strava. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a continuous uh, communication that you can have with people. Get them excited about your events coming up. Um, and, yeah, so it becomes a, a very handy tool. That's cool. Well, Ari, can you tell us about some of the other clubs that have had success uh, with the Love Trails platform? Okay, so one of the first groups that joined was Moore or the Mid-Atlantic guys out in Virginia, Maryland. Uh, As you know, I mean, they've got also thousands of miles of trail that they maintain. They're very active, uh, very good leadership there. Uh, They immediately loved the, the whole concept, you know. So you can also see it in their revenue, the kind of revenue that they get. The other group that is really good now outside also joined from kind of beginning was San Diego Mountain Bike Association. Very active down there, very good leadership under Susie, Susie Murphy there. And um, they've just also welcomed this and they've just started, as you see, uh, two years ago, they've started this uh, Colorado mountain bike, um, you know, uh, advocacy kind of group. They spreading the good news about the app as well. And we see a lot of um, uh, California groups uh, signing up. And again, the the, outs, the outlier at the moment is really fast. And uh, Ozark uh, off-road cyclist in Bentonville and Fayetteville. Um, because they are super proud of what they're doing with their trails. Yeah, uh, People don't associate 
that area with mountain biking until they've made a difference now and they become like the world champs for for this place. <laughs> and uh, so they they totally so psyched up about their trails and you can see them locals, mm-hmm. people that ride their trails every day. They contribute every single day. They go on a trail. Mm. So yeah, it's it's amazing to see that. So. There are a few ones. Those are the outliers. They really embrace the idea, and you can see it in the revenues that they're starting to, to generate. Yeah, that's cool. From the public. And uh, so uh, what we do is we just, uh, the first two years now, we've just went out to sign up as many groups as possible mm-hmm. so that when you travel around, you will be able to support local groups as, as more, you know, the more the better. Yeah. Now we, we reach a phase where we really have to get the general public to go and download, sign up and take part in this. You know, there's enough groups to support now. Um, and the word is out now and we being approached by a lot of groups now to get on board. Cool. Yeah. And so is that just, it's a pretty easy process for the clubs. They contact you and, and you get them set up in there. Yeah. We usually start first on the trail care side because it's an easy one. Mm-hmm. It's literally, we send them an email link. They sign up as admin to that link um, as a group mm-hmm. and they get a complete dashboard of all the activity on their trails, the donations as they roll in, it's all live. They got total control over the bank account everything. Mm-hmm. And then we slowly start to add their trails on the app okay, so that they have it both. So some people say, well, I don't use Strava. So the app is there for them to use to make one-time donations. And those that do have tra- uh, the Strava link, automatically they, they sign up for the trail care side to do the per mile donations. Yeah. Well, Jeremiah, I want to ask you, I mean, you've written mountain bike trails all over the world mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you kind of mentioned what the clubs are going for, you know, part of what they need is money and part of what they need is, you know, volunteers, but why is money specifically important to trail groups? I mean, can they get everything done with just volunteers or, or, or how important is, is actual funding for them? That's a great question. Uh, you can see the dramatic difference between places that have funding to do machine trail work and trail maintenance versus handwork, you know, and, and you spoke to how many places I've ridden, 30 different countries. Oh, wow. That's awesome. 30 different countries. And I've seen everything from rake and ride, mm-hmm. you know, cutting down bamboo for, for trails in Puerto Rico to, you know, immaculately built Olympic test event in London. Mm. I know this. I'm talking about a $450,000 track. Yeah. Geez. Only two and a half miles long with uh, sculpture work. And, and of course the, the stuff in Bentonville, which, you know, you've got bridges and, and a lot of woodwork, um, which is of course expensive to procure and to um, do properly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, just, just taking an example, our local area, you know, we're buying dump trucks full of gravel to do drainage work. And to do parking lot areas, we've got kiosks. So we're pouring concrete to put up the trail map. Um, we also have a bike stand, you know, where you can put your bike up and there's a pump, tools, and little things like that really make it a great place for beginner riders. So things like that are part of what people will put funding towards. And every organization is a little different. Personally, I like to see as much of the money go into actually creating or maintaining trails. Mm-hmm. But guess what? 
You know, if you're working in the national forest, you need chainsaw certification. You know, if you're doing a lot of building of, of advanced flow trail and things like that, sending people to education like the IMBA trail labs in Bentonville, you know, those are really big investments for our clubs where they can learn how to build sustainable trails, mm. not just fun trails, but sustainable trails that really, you know, last the test of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, gas for chainsaws, you know, we usually buy drinks for our volunteers because tell you what, it is a bust ass work. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about you know, the most tired you'll ever be is swinging a Maddox or lifting rocks into place. Yeah, we break tools. I mean, that's another thing too. I, I have a McLeod that's missing through two teeth. It's not very good for anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you the truth, it's junk. But yeah, so so we really have to, you know, keep up with that stuff. And uh, you know, someone's got to have a trailer that they hook up to the back of their pickup truck, and you know, that person needs to drive out and facilitate uh, for the trail work, flagging mm-hmm. tape, flags, everything from loppers to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes and goes. But, you know, once you get a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of it can be uh, kind of chalked up to, I would say, the bigger expenses are for sure machine work. Mm. So if you're doing machine work for uh, new trail building or major drainage work, that ends up being pretty big spend. So regardless of what it is, you know, there's always uh, some good expenses. And you can see the trails that are well-maintained and the ones that have been left. Right. You can, you can definitely the difference it's it's a pretty noticeable contrast mm-hmm. and yeah we just want to see more people have more fun and while the advanced riders can handle some some pretty blown out trail conditions it sure feels good to see a place where they're really taking care of the trails yeah definitely yeah ari you and i were talking before about this and and about maintenance specifically i mean like everybody wants to fund new trails like that's exciting and you know we were talking about in bentonville and northwest arkansas how it seems like there's a lot of money there's a lot of grants and things that are flowing around for new trails but then that money is is not earmarked for maintaining the trails right like these a lot of these grants are like build it and then you guys are in charge of it um and so you know even a club like fast in arkansas they're they really need money they're not just trying to build new trails they're like we've got good trails we just have to maintain them and that costs money yeah and and you you know this is the the sort of the myth also that big corporations they are big donors um they write off these donations for tax purposes and all that sort of thing they mostly that money goes into building trails you know because it's it's the initial impetus is just to get a trail out there for people to use but then yeah that's the exciting part too it's like we've created something yeah but they don't give money for the maintenance once they've made that donation that's done you know mm-hmm. so what the guys in Bentonville they they wouldn't mind uh, me saying this but they literally have a problem of having this world-class trails all paid for by the Walden Family Foundation. Fantastic work they've done there. They've changed that community. I mean, it's just amazing to see what happens there. But now with all that hundreds of miles of perfectly manicured trails, they need people to look after those trails. And Walton's have told them, listen, there's no money from us going for maintenance. <laughs> and so now they have to find the volunteers. They have to find the, the ongoing cash flow to buy the gas, mm-hmm. to 
to get the people out there, um, you know, and make sure that it, that it looks like it is supposed to look, you know, and people expect them to have this big, these perfectly kept trails every time they come into the state, you know, so yeah, yeah but they're doing a fantastic job to get the volunteers out, but they know they really need that cash flow for, for maintaining trails. A big part of it too is volunteer fatigue. You have funds enough to hire trail dedicated trail crew. It makes a pretty big difference. You know, I think when we look at how much trail work does someone want to do? Yeah. I've got friends of mine like, you know, dude, I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't like trail work. I get off work. I'm tired. I have barely enough energy to go ride my bike. And that's just how it is. And, and trying to get to the trail work is like pulling teeth. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hey, you know, donate, they'll, they'll donate 10 bucks. So it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's kind of like if we, if we dovetail the funding along with trail crews and, and uh, potential organizations that need it, mm-hmm. then I think it's a win. You know, you'll, you'll, of course, get traditional donation mechanisms. But I think the neat thing is when you get a net gain in donation. I think that's the whole idea with Love Trails. People who are tech savvy that like this type of, especially the youth, you know, they're really like using their phones daily. You know, they're not going <laughs> to pull money out of their pocket. They're just going to scan a QR code and Apple Pay it or whatever and be done. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking of the funding side, Ari, how much of the the money that's collected through Love Trails and Trail Care actually ends up going to the club versus paying for, you know, credit card fees and overhead and, and all that sort of thing? Okay, so um, if we do, we do a flat fee, there's no license fee, there's no setup fee, there's no monthly payments or anything from the group. So it's, call it free in that sense, we set it up for them. We create a Stripe account for them, and all the money flows directly into that Stripe account. They've got total control over that account. The only thing we charge is a transaction fee of 5%. Okay. Uh, on that 5%, uh, almost 3% of that goes just to cover the credit card cost, and we do it on their behalf. So they don't pay any credit card fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take that 5% before it's, it goes into their Stripe account and there's no admin on their side. I mean, when they get the money, it's all taken care of. They can see it coming in. It's all live. It's in real time and they have got total control of how they spend that money and it's immediately available. Yeah. You know, if you make, I don't want to diss any of the other payment systems. But if you do a payment through one of these more used, widely used payment systems, they're only a payment channel and they can hang on to that money for three months if they like. Uh, while this money is immediately available, I mean, it goes directly to their account. If they need some money tomorrow to fill a gas tank, they can do that from that account. It's, it's there. So yeah. um, we don't charge them much. We don't certainly don't make uh, money from this on small amounts and a part to, to control the cost of those transaction fees, we, uh, we wait till the user has uh, reached a threshold of $5 before they, we charge their cards. So we really keep it very low in terms of the cost, even for the trail user that in, you know, that have to make these smaller uh, donations. Right. Yeah. You're not going to have like 25 cents, 35 cents showing up on your credit card bill either. It's going to wait. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Well, are any of the clubs starting to see meaningful revenue from this yet? And and how does that compare to like the old fashioned, you know, trailhead donation box? I've seen two trailhead donation boxes or these. Uh, yeah, I I, <laughs> I think they totally they all rusted and left. <laughs> they don't you know, people anymore. don't use them anymore. They're like relics of the past. And I mean, those that are left, people tell me how it gets vandalized. It's not worth putting your check in there or cash or whatever. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's just people don't use it anymore. So for the same reasons that that Jeremiah has mentioned before, you know, you just don't carry cash on you anymore. You have your, your Strava, you have your GPS device. And if you can sync it with Strava, I mean, you make your, your decision how you do that. But, um, yeah, the, it, it, they're starting to see the increase. They're starting also to see mm-hmm. the pledges per mile going up. And the more they get excitement, um, you know, uh, just to use Bendenville as a, as a good example, we started with them, um, experimenting on, on local marketing. So what they do, they have a group ride. And I say, well, um, everybody that signs up to trail care this Next two weeks, stand to, you know, win a cap of the, you know, the, the, with the logo on it, you know. So it's amazing. They doubled their, their signups and donations immediately. And those people, we've tracked those people that have signed up, uh, in those two weeks. They actually, uh, in those two weeks, they donated seven times, some of them immediately after they've signed up. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it's, it's a, it's, it goes viral in that sense that people feel good about it. They see it's easy and everybody is, com- uh, is taking part in. It. So they see a big uptake there. Yeah. They've doubled their, their regular donors, um, immediately in that two week time period. We've also started it now with other, but other groups as well, because we've, um, told them about the success that these guys have had. And it really works everywhere. You know, people just sign up and, and it's not a big prize. It's not, it's not, it's not winning a bike. <laughs> right. It's like winning a t-shirt, you know, just getting yeah. uh, the top 10 guys get ten, a t-shirt. Uh, each one of them get a t-shirt or a cap or a, mm-hmm. a bike part or a, you know, a voucher from the local bike shop or a free beer at the local brewery or something like that. Yeah. You can count me in for free beer. <laughs> I'll, be, uh, yeah. I'll be donating uh, even if I like ride around my house once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jeremiah, what, how do you convince people? I mean, you, you go out and talk to a lot of people, and you're a big advocate. So, what's what's kind of your pitch to convince people to sign up or even just make a one-time donation? Oh, it's uh, part of the. You know, I mean, I remember I was riding in Hawaii, and there's like signs next to the trails no dig no ride mm-hmm. same in bc yeah i mean some people won't even tell you where the trails are in bc <laughs> unless you come to trail work yeah there's you know there's there's a reason for that culture and that's because it takes a lot of work like mm-hmm. you know dirt jumps for example probably take the most amount of trail work for a given section of trail yeah. period yeah it is a constant constant labor to keep it tight, keep it running well. And it's just amazing, mm-hmm. you know, when it's, when it's running good and it looks good and it's just, you know, perfect day and you're, you're hitting jumps and, you know, it's running really good. Um, same thing with single track, you know, if the single track's blown out and it's got death cookies everywhere and it's just, 
thrown in with briars. It's just not fun. It's mm-hmm. just terrible. You know, if you're riding through the mud and wrecking your bike. So anyway, it's part of what we do as mountain bikers. We keep our trails in good shape. It's it's what we should do. It's a big part of the ethos in this area. We've got a local uh, kind of fun six-pack downhill series in Harrisonburg where you bring a six-pack to mm-hmm. you know the, the Friday night rides. And then, um, yeah, there's a lot of riding and there's a lot of beer drinking. But, um, you know, to do the last event of the year, you have to have done two trail works ah. um, or donated. And, you know, it's just uh, part of the culture here. You know, you give back, you do your trail work, uh, or you donate to your local crew. And that's a part of the reason why we've got incredible riding in the area. Hmm. It's it's uh, no secret that the areas with a good culture of trail building, trail maintenance, you know, they shine. They shine as areas. And, and BC, you know, is, is one of those. Anybody who's ridden in BC, they see the work. They might be just tourists, but they see the work. They see the bridges. They see just all the repair after a storm. You know, that stuff is work, man. It's Google Groups. It's setting up, you know, logistics. It's it's trying to coordinate. It's trying to get supplies and drain tubes, you know, to clear out the problem spots. Mm-hmm. And it just, it does not just happen. People who don't give back, it's a it's a loss for them because they're going to come back to that trail in five years, ten years, and it's going to look like shit. <laughs> right. Well, it sounds like it's it's a bit of a carrot and a stick approach, right? I mean, on the one hand, you can try to entice people by, you know, having swag and and all these benefits, potential benefits to donating, but then there's also the stick of just saying, "Hey, man, like." you need to step up and you need to give, you know, there's, there's kind of that guilt as well, because we do all enjoy these trails and and it's just the right thing to do for us to give back. Ari, once people sign up, do they tend to stick around and keep donating? I mean, it seems like this is the kind of thing that sort of snowballs. I mean, I know for me, you know, I signed up a year ago and it's the kind of thing that I I signed it up and I forgot about it. It's not something I'm going to like turn off all of a sudden are you seeing that where it's it's sort of growing in the areas where clubs are making use of this yeah definitely i mean that for me this is the exciting part of of what we created with this app is the fact um, as i just mentioned the bentonville experience there once people sign up they literally come back every time and donate even if it's 10 cents they just went out for a mile after work they just wanted to do a short ride they they donate every time. We don't see a fall off. I would say ninety nine percent of people that signed up. Wow. Uh, on the trail care side with Strava, continue to to donate. It's got to be better than Netflix. Oh, it's amazing. So I'm very <laughs> excited about that, and we obviously try tend to now move more towards the trail care side in a sense that we just know that there are thirty million how many Strava users out there that we could potentially uh, get to sign up, you know, someday. Um, so um, the, it's just the ease of use and the fact that it's fair. I feel like if I ride a mile, I, you know, I contribute miles worth of money and uh, it's just so easy to do, you know. So, um, and, and I think uh, we will have a lot of success and the groups will have a lot of su- success with that if they try to get more sign-ups from even just the local guys. It doesn't, 
They don't have to wait for visitors to come into town to contribute. Even local people sometimes don't contribute uh, much to the trails. So um, what we've done, we've also created a social media vibe around the whole thing. So we've got a Facebook page, Love Trails Facebook and uh, Instagram, and we just highlight all the good news stories about trails, mm. what yeah. the trail guys are doing. Um, they've built a nice bridge, you know, it looks like a piece of mechanical engineering. You know, we, we highlight that and we give them a tap on the back, kind of think through that. And we just uh, try and share the whole idea that, you know, it's just so good to help all these people. We help each other as a community, as a, lo a Love Trails community, because uh, we all enjoy these trails, you know. So we try and create that that concept of people that would never have done anything like this. Uh, they're never going to pick up a spade or anything to help but they will contribute in a small way with their riding, you know. So uh, hopefully we can get that culture going, you know, and uh, we see some success with that. That's great. People can see sort of the fruits of their donations on social media through through that way, seeing exactly what their money's paying for. And then, I mean, I think we also mentioned it, but there are like these leaderboards on the Trail Care website where you can see like, who donated the most this month. And I'm like leery of that sometimes where, you know, like you don't want to be like bragging about it. Right. But at the same time, you're like, hold on now. Like I see my buddies up there and he's given a lot. Like maybe I need to step up like what I'm given. Oh, it's good for fundraisers. I think, you know, when you've got a group of people that are, you know, working toward a goal, mm -hmm. you know, that accountability is, is a fun way to be accountable to your goal. And you know, I think that's, uh, that's part of it, you know, make it fun. Right. Yeah, make it fun and, and, and recognize people that do take part and that do contribute, even if it's a small amount. You know, you don't have to have top 10 lists every, every week to say, well, these are the top 10 donors. You don't want to do that. You just want to congratulate people or highlight people that have contributed the first time. So everybody can be famous uh, for, for <laughs> donating, you know, and feel good about it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the thing. There's another thing too. Um, I think that, that will greatly advance the adoption of the, the whole concept of this, this app is we just signed an agreement with Greensboro, North Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, the metro and all the, the, the counties there. There are two main groups that uh, maintain their, their uh, trails, which is on the contract with them, basically, mm -hmm. which is the Piedmont um, Fat Tire Society. And then there's a group that they that was kind of dormant. They just look after their hiking-only trails. Okay. They're going to boost them now. They're going to give them a budget. But they've signed up uh, those two groups to on the app and uh, helping them to get the word out about the app. And they have in two, 2023, they're going to have the year of the trail mm -hmm. in Greensboro metro area, and they're going to highlight and make, make it fun for people to appreciate, use their trails, whether it's for hiking or biking or whatever it is. And uh, this is an, the more those local authorities, you know, start using the app and, and putting the word out, I think people, the regular people that use trails that maybe never get on a bike, but they walk on the trails. They, they have the pleasure of, of uh, the trails being maintained by, by groups that that will spread the news as well. And it will create a new culture of 
you know, just leave my tip. It's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. With COVID, it's uh, thousands and thousands of new trail users and, and folks just getting into the sport. But yes, they sure haven't seen any of them at trail work yet. No, no. <laughs> and, and right. There's some, some good examples. I'm sure there are. But uh, we bring people into the fold. We welcome them. It is one of the most welcoming sports in the world. But to have them also chip in and help out will ensure that we've got great trails and outdoor spaces for years to come. Yeah. Well, before we finish up, I want to ask each of you quickly, um, what is your hope and vision for Love Trails and Trail Care uh, in the future? And it sounds like, Jeremiah, you kind of hinted at that, but but what's what's your your future-looking statement about the the app and the website? I'm really hoping we get a beer partner so we can get a custom beer that's like the Love Trails IPA. Yeah. You know, the Pine Tree IPA. <laughs> no, I, actually, uh, it's funny because I know I know that that would be probably one of the easier things to to do. Yeah, <laughs> but no, really, it's just uh, you know I think if we can get kind of cross the bridge between the hardcore enthusiasts, you know, the trail diggers, the trail builders, the trail angels, that is one tenth at the most. It's probably one fifth of our club constituency. Mm -hmm. But if we can get more people that use trails, the other 90% of people that are out there using trails to donate a little, yeah. we can do our work. You know, the, the, the clubs can do their work. Northeast Mountain Bike Association, the, the Moore, the uh, Oregon Timber Trail, you know, these, these groups, you know, they're small core groups that do a lot of work. They're very mighty for their size, but mm. there are, tens of thousands of people using the trails daily that don't right. in. and if yeah. they just chipped in hey just just leave us a few bucks to get our job done then a lot of stuff would happen mm -hmm. so looking forward to the future of uh continued uh, maintenance and expansion of our our uh, national forest trails and city parks and and um you know in some cases national parks yeah awesome what about you ari what's what's your vision and hope you know, I, I think if we, where we started off was, um, we saw the need for people that use trails to contribute just in a small way. You can imagine there's 40, 40 million plus trail users. Um, and I'm just saying this is just mountain biking in the United States and not even 3% of them contribute somehow in some way or another. Imagine if we can get 10% of them to start contributing small numbers everywhere they ride. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's really putting the word out, getting people to see that it's fun, it's easy, and just, um, you know, create this, uh, this spirit of, um, well, we all contribute to where for the use of the, the enjoyment of, of using the trails. So, yes, I think we've got the right concept. We've got the, the, the platform is there. It's now just to get the word out, uh, and I'm sure people will will sign up. You know, um, it's very easy to do. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you both for all that you're doing uh, with Love Trails and Trail Care, and for taking the time to chat with us today. You betcha. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. We appreciate that, and thanks for signing up a long time ago already. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now it's just to increase your your mileage. Your right. I need to ride more per mile. Yeah, it's a good excuse. 
Well, you can find out more at lovetrails.com. You can also find the Love Trails app in the Apple and Android app stores. And there's also the Trail Care website at trail.care. And finally, single tracks pages are also linking to Trail Care. So if you're on single tracks to find a new place to ride, um, you'll see links to how you can donate to some of the clubs that are making those awesome trails possible. That's all we've got this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.